live from the hive with another episode of ceiling breakers and we're so excited for today's guest uh, we want to welcome Trom No, and she is the community advancement director for the wichita regional chamber of commerce thank you so much for joining us thank you uh, yeah i'm still looking forward to being here thanks for the invite yay so um recent promotion right so congrats so excited. So Trom is really awesome and is involved in a lot of things. And so we kind of like to start off by having you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from. Um, I know you have a really cool story that we want to share. Um, and then just kind of like how you got into, I always felt like the, working at the chamber was like my dream job. Like when I was in high school and college, I was just like, man, if I could just work at like the chamber or something in the community, that's just like my dream job. So I want to know how you got in, got involved with, with that field too. So just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Uh, so my name is Trongo. I am uh, Vietnamese American. I have lived in Wichita most of my life, um, but I am a Vietnam native. I grew up there, or I was born there. I moved to the U.S. when I was six years old and um, have pretty much been in Wichita. I'm a Southeast Buffalo, uh, go Buffs. And then I also graduated from Wichita State with my um, degree in marketing and management. So go Shocks awesome. as well, I'm a big Shockers fan. Um, and in regards to you know moving into my chamber role, first of all, Stacy, shout out to you for being in high school and college and knowing the Chamber of Commerce world. <laughs> right, I was impressed. Yeah, I didn't know what, what the Chamber of Commerce was or, or really, you know, the, the organizations throughout the country um, and, and what exactly chambers do. So I was um, very lucky to um, have had an, an advisor in college um, who happened to be working at the Chamber of Commerce and really didn't know that she worked at the Chamber. I didn't know what she did professionally, but I knew, um, you know, that we had gone to school for very similar majors and thought, you know, I, I'm really stuck. It's it's March, April, and I graduate in a few months. I'm not really sure what exactly I want to do um, and where I want to be. And so we just had, you know, a nice little coffee date and we chatted um, at the very end of the conversation. I, I heard more about the Chamber of Commerce and what exactly it was that she did. And, um, you know, things just kind of worked out and eventually um, I was able to apply and interview for a role in the government relations department at the chamber and that worked out obviously and i've been at the chamber since um so i my anniversary is actually this month going on four years at the chamber of commerce congrats awesome it's funny how in my community we're starting to talk a lot about mentorship so it's mm -hmm. it's interesting to me and i was the exact same way how when we're in college, we don't really know exactly what the people who we look up to do sometimes on a day-to-day -day yeah, basis. <laughs> and um, still you were developing that relationship and then, you know, lo and behold, your mentor worked at a place that actually would be a great fit for you. So how yeah, did- Yeah, I never would have thought that that would work out someday. And, yeah. And it really did, it's serendipitous. <laughs> That's amazing. How did you get connected to her as a mentor originally? Was it through a program at Wichita State? Yeah, so she was actually one of my sorority advisors oh, um, when I was sorority. on campus at okay. Wichita State. And so just knew her throughout her time there advising us um, as our chapter advisor. Mm -hmm. And what uh, sorority were you a part of? I was a Delta Gamma. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. cool. So tell us a little bit about what you do in your new role. It sounds very official, Community Advancement Director. Uh, tell us, tell yeah. us what kind of what is your day to day, or what are some of the things you're working on? 
Yeah, so moving my transition really from government relations into community advancement, a lot of really the the objective is very similar. You're still serving, you know, your business community and your business members. Um, but in this particular department, it really opened me up to more of a community-oriented um, role. And several of our programs have been revolved around, um, you know, figuring out what it is some of the community challenges are or what some of the different issues may be that the community is um, currently overcoming in, in a variety of different areas. And at the same time, being able to expose our business leaders and our business community to some of those um, difficulties and how we as individuals, as community and business leaders can get involved um, in advancing certain, certain parts um, of those issues. And so, for example, one of our programs, um, our signature events is our city to city visit um, that we do every fall. Um, so currently this year, I'm working on our city to city visit to Oklahoma City um, here this September. And, you know, we've gone to a variety of different locations, um, San Antonio, um, Boise, Idaho, Nashville, Greenville. And Stacy, I, I believe you may have gone to some or at least you're very familiar with with the city to city visit. Um, but I think those trips in particular, they're a great way for us to expose our business leaders to, you know, what what amazing programs or initiatives um, or partnerships are um, happening in other cities and how we can learn and bring that back to Wichita um, in a variety of different organizations, being able to bring some insight back um, and hopefully advance through their own resources. Yes, I think I was like all ready to go right before COVID, <laughs> so I haven't so I haven't been on one yet, but I really want to go. Renee went to the Tulsa trip, I think, and um, just learned a lot. That like, sounds interesting. Yeah. I I and I had been aware that there were city to city visits between chambers, but I wasn't aware that members could get involved. Is it for member chamber members? And if so, how can they get involved? Or could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so yeah, Stacy, I remember you had sent an email earlier last year when we were working on it, and obviously a lot of a lot had had to be changed because of COVID. Um, but yeah, yes, I believe they are open to really the community. Um, it is a three-day trip, and so I don't believe you have to be a chamber member necessarily to attend. However, we typically market right this to our chamber members. Um, it's a three-day trip. Um, it covers transportation, lodging. Um, your day-to-day -day, um, logistics, of course, while we're there in that city. Um, and then really just all of the coordination of speakers and venues and food um, and all of that jazz. But it's, you know, right now we are doing some like save your spot um, marketing. And so if you're interested in coming, just email us, let us know, we'll get you on our list. Um, and we'll be opening registration here in about a few weeks. Um, so on my end right now, just working through kind of what the itinerary looks like, figuring out, you know, what days are we traveling, who are we traveling with, um, and just a few of those details before we really release um, our, our registration. Um, but it's, it's fairly open, um, but I will say that it can be um, quite pricey or maybe not as inexpensive as, as you might expect. Okay. Um, but we do hope, though, that with this Oklahoma City trip, with it being a little bit closer and, you know, in the past we've had to charter a flight um, and that's not typically <laughs> on the cheaper end, unfortunately. Um, but this one, for this trip in particular, we will 
so hopefully it'll be a little bit more on the inexpensive side. Yeah, very cool. Now the chamber does so many things and I think it's one of those I'm on the small business committee and have been just we've been a part of the we but you know we didn't join the chamber right away. Mm -hmm. We kind of I think we did visit Wichita probably with the first year just to try to get some things out um, with you know that type of industry and then um, it was just so many things you know we're, we're we're a part of a national brewers association and all these things that we do and so it was just like one of those things that was on the back burner and then I had always seen that it is because I had been involved with the chamber. Um, when I worked for companies mm -hmm. and like going to the scramblers and going to some of the workshops and the and the things like that and it was like I so and I think a lot of people have that misconception that the chamber is for larger organizations but actually mm -hmm. the majority of the majority of the members are small businesses mm -hmm. and so that's where I had to kind of retrain and I always tell people that all the time that if they're like well what do, well, you know what what do you get out of it and you get out of it like anything else you get out of it what you put into it but there's a lot of opportunities for small businesses where I think a lot of people had that and do you, you guys see that a lot like that mindset of oh I don't work at coke so I can't be a part of this 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 yeah. type of a this type of a group so and it's like that's not really yeah, true. And and I think the really neat thing, too, about the Chamber is there are so many different ways that a member can get involved, mm -hmm. right? Stacy? I know you're very involved with the small business community, but how often do I get the opportunity to work with Stacy through a Chamber capacity? Not very often, mm -hmm. just because there are a lot of different programs and committees um, and ways to be involved. Um, so I think that's great that, you know, obviously, Stacy, you're, you're involved in some capacity, but I'd love to be able to work with you on other things <laughs> in the future, too. Um, so definitely a lot of different ways to get sure. moved in there. Well, I feel like I have always been proud of the Wichita Chamber because as a mm -hmm. young professional 15, 10 years ago, mm -hmm. that, that was the first place I got looped in. I was a part of YP back then, mm -hmm. now it's W. And then I moved on to another city and they had a good chamber, but their YP program wasn't solid mm. and then we ended up in Honolulu Hawaii and my husband got very involved in the chamber and the YP program there and they were just building it up so I feel like you know mm -hmm. the which I mean I'm so proud of the Wichita yeah. chamber and every place I've gone it has really shown um, like shined in 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 light of kind of some of the other things going on in the cities I've been in yeah. so that's just super cool I know yeah super cool yeah I was just like that's funny because I was just thinking yeah, that was like, what, what's your dream job? I was like, I just want to work in like a community. And even, because I got a, a master's in organizational leadership, so it's pretty broad. And I went into nonprofit. So I so I had gotten acquainted with, yeah, different types and worked with different, I worked with the chamber a lot in Hayes. I went to Fort Hayes. Mm -hmm. So they have a great chamber cool. um, in, in different um, downtown associations and things like that. So yeah, <laughs> like you said, Trump, I probably know, 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 know more about that than most people. But I was just like, man, how do you work at a place like that? Yeah. <laughs> so I just yeah. think, it, think it's well, so cool. Well, it's funny you say that because I would almost say, well, how do I own a, a brewery store? Because <laughs> yeah. I think that's awesome. I, mean, I love hopping gnomes. So, yeah. Let's you can trade spots. It's yeah. good, yeah. Maybe work out a little bit we of need trade to, or something. We need to do yeah. that. Yeah, trade for a day. What do they do that where you're like principal for a day? Yeah. We need to do yeah. that. <laughs> that would be a good idea. I'll, I'll uh, email Angie about that for the small business thing. That would be you where you like trades. Yeah. spots with different yeah. that would be fun okay so I want to talk about um, you are a founding board member of, what is it National Association of Asian American Professionals did I say it right uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> all the acronyms okay so you're found in this and this is fairly new right here in Wichita yeah we we actually launched um, March 1 of 2021 
so oh, we're very, wow. new. very new. Um, we are only, you know, almost three months into uh, this organization. But yeah, you said it right. It's it's still it's definitely a tongue tie. Everyone's like national association, yeah, of Asian American professionals. Um, and then for short, right, abbreviation is NAP. Yeah. Um, okay. And, and I can so do that. Just to share some backstory. Um, it, we there's a group of about 11 of, of us who have been meeting since February of 2020 um, mm. about this organization. And it really started off um, very organically and it worked out very, I don't know, it, I think the way that it worked out was great because there was almost different pockets of Asian American um, professionals having very similar conversations about you know, creating an organization like this. Um, mm and we somehow all got connected. Um, and so the the saying that all, oh man, I don't even know why I started trying to say this. I'm so bad with sayings. Um, but the saying that all boats, you guys might need help me here. Are the um, rising tide lifts yes. all boats? Boats, yes, don't, that, boats right. don't belong yeah. in a harbor, or is it the one about boats? There's a harbor. It's it's the rising tide. Right, yeah. Okay, okay. Rising tide okay. lifts all ships or <laughs> yes, boats. A rising yes. tide lifts all Apparently, there's a lot of boat we sayings. Got it. So yeah. Yeah. put them in, put yes. them in the comments, everyone. I don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but but to that saying, mm-hmm. I mean, right? The more yeah. of us um, that were involved in this, the the easier it was to really get it off the ground. Um, and so it worked out great. We worked really hard um, to really try to bring this organization to Wichita, and there were a lot of moving pieces that came into it. Um, we never officially, like from the beginning, decided that we would be a chapter of NAP. Um, there were really three different um, directions that we were looking at taking it, and um, we decided as an organization that we would charter. And it's really been a true benefit to become a chapter of the National Association of Asian American Professionals, and they provide a ton of resources for us um, here in, in our community. Um, so that's been amazing. Um, yeah. So how many members do you have right now? So we just checked actually last week and currently we have 50 active members. That's amazing. And how can someone get involved and tell us maybe about um, the type of activities or benefits um, for being involved? Yeah, if so, you know, if you are interested in joining NAP or just getting more information about NAP, you can go directly to our website, which is wichita.nap.com. Um, and there's really just information about membership, what the different membership types are, because we do offer a regular membership and then a student membership as well. Very cool. Um, student memberships are free, um, but some of the some of the benefits vary just a little bit. Um, and then obviously through some of our different programming um, programs and events that we do. So one of them is this evening, but then we also will have um, three more through the rest of the year. Um, and those are great ways to, you know, come, kind of mingle a little bit, meet some of the different board members or other members who are um, members of NAP, and get a feel for what the organization is and if, if it's something that you want to be involved in. Really with NAP, the reason that we felt like we needed to offer this for the community is, um, you know, being an Asian American professional, there are a variety of different right industries, but for me in particular, um, there are very few Asian Americans that I see just in my day-to-day work. Yeah. Um, 
it, but I know that there are so many of us out there and it's just a matter of being able to provide almost like a central location, um, a central organization that everyone can um, go to for resources or to connect. Um, and so we're, we're hoping that this, you know, builds a bridge and, and there's a, a lot of challenges in general, right, with any community and trying to create an organization um, but I think so far we've done a really great job, um, but we can always right, use additional help in sharing, inviting, or, or just passing the word along about the organization and um, hoping to provide a lot of professional development opportunities, networking opportunities. So we'll see how that all goes. Yeah, so That's tell amazing. us about the event happening this tonight. evening. Yeah. yeah. So tonight we'll be hosting our um, Activating the Asian Community. It's a panel on civic engagement. And so we're really excited about this. Um, Sarah Mios, who is um, on our team, is kind of the lead event chair for this event. Um, and so we'll actually be having four Asian American speakers um, on our panel. Um, one of them kind of, um, one of them is on the Board of Education okay. and another it used to work on the campaign for um, Greg Orman. And then mm -hmm. another individual is a state representative um, for the state of Kansas. And then um, our fourth is a representative who worked on the Biden um, Harris campaign Very cool. and is currently with the White House. And so oh. we, we're we really excited to, to bring, you know, a program like this together because it's not one that we've experienced ourselves in Wichita um, and one that we hope to expose the rest of the Asian community and, and others, right, to, to as well. Um, so just hearing more about their journey as an Asian American in the political world or in the civic world um, and how to be civically engaged as an individual. Um, and we recognize too, it can be very difficult to step out and be civically engaged in some of those areas um, or to voice your opinion politically. Um, and so really looking forward to, to seeing what kind of conversations um, are sparked through this. Um, and then the other other individual I'll add is Lily Wu, who's mm -hmm. a reporter with KWCH, um, will actually be our moderator for the yeah. panel as well. Very That's good. That's great. That's it. So if people want to attend, how? What's the yeah. way to get? Yeah. Ahead? So if they're interested in attending, you can go to wichita.nap.com. I believe it's com. I keep thinking org. Um, <laughs> I think it's com. We'll double check and a then, link in the notes. Yeah, so I shared I shared the Facebook event in in the comments. Of oh, our perfect, perfect. Perfect. So it's looking funny, but it's in there. <laughs> yeah, so you can go directly to our website and there's an events tab at the very top. And you just go right there and you'll see the, the all of the events listed to the right side of the page. You can just go to that event. Um, and then in order to RSVP, you just have to put in your first and last and email, I believe. Um, and that gets you onto our, you know, back end on the database so that we we know you're coming and then We'll see you at the event. It um, you automatically receive an email that has all of the you know date, time, location, and then um, yeah, any other details you need for the event. So is that a free event? It is a free event. Yes. Very cool. Uh -huh. And we have um, Kim KMEW is um, one of our media sponsors and has been promoting that as well. Yep. So um, we want to make sure that we're opening this up to the community overall. We'll be sure to share all the links, the Facebook and the, I mean, you guys have done a great job on social media, but also the website and everything so everybody can start sharing. That's, look for that in the comments. And I just showed the event. So I wanted to kind of 
So obviously this event's taking place. It's, it's National Asian Heritage Month, so we're seeing, <laughs> hearing about more events going on. And I think that's something, um, it kind of came to my attention a few years ago when I was at Girl Scouts, but we were involved in some, there's, there's, there's a lot going on, I think, in Wichita, in the, in the Asian community that I don't feel like people even know about. It's, like it's co as commonly known yeah, about. There's like a bit, right? There's a, there's several groups. So you started this group, but there's several groups. There's a festival. Can you tell us a little bit about some other things that, that we can get involved with or we can support? Yeah. Yeah. So um, the Asian festival is held by the Wichita Asian Association and they're a great partner of ours, um, of NAP. And so we've been very fortunate to be working with them. And um, we have a few leaders who are both, are involved in both NAP and the Wichita Asian Association. So that really um, creates some um, great communication lines um, as well. But the Wichita Asian Association puts on the Asian Festival every year. It's typically in October, I believe. Um, I'm not sure if they've released their latest update for this year, um, because I, I do know that they had to year but that's a, a great way it's you know a come and go event it's totally free you don't have to pay for a ticket or a, bucket, a button um, to enter or anything like that but they have shows and performances scheduled throughout the entire day and you'll see a variety of different organizations and cultures represented um, which I think is a very neat aspect um, when having this festival and then um, on one part of the expo hall you'll see a lot of different booths as well, held by different organizations or held by different um, restaurants in town. And so a lot of different type of uh, types of Asian cuisines. Um, so if you're feeling adventurous or if, you know, or if you're used to a few Asian staples, you'll more than likely find all of them um, over at that side of the expo hall. But it's great, it's come and go, you know, you bring your money, you can try you know, in a Vietnamese dish, or you can try a Korean dish or an Indian dish. Um, so I think it's a great way to just kind of get out there, expose yourself, um, but also learn a little bit more about what it is the Asian cultures have to offer. Yeah, that's great. That's I've, exciting. I've been to that event a few times, and it's it's, it's yeah. really neat. Um, yeah. I'm going to put it on our list for yeah. October. Well, you know, I didn't know about it. I think I knew about it, before, but when I, um, Trump's also in Junior League, and I was on the Diversity Inclusion Committee, and so we would just like put together a list of all of the different like cultural events. So sad to say, a lot of people didn't know about it till we, you know, and myself included with a lot of the other events. That it's just you know, sometimes we don't know that we don't know a lot yeah, of times. Yeah. So right. I think yeah. that's that's I good. Think that's that's great that you guys put together a list. I mean, mm -hmm. I would love to see it because I, I don't know of, of very many. Um, and I know you asked earlier too about other types of events and different mm -hmm. organizations. Um, there are, you know, over the New Year holiday, if you two are familiar, um, there are a lot of, you know, New Year's in general is a very big holiday for many Asian cultures. Um, and so the New Year, the Lunar New Year holiday or um, for other, ethnicities as well they have different dates varying on which um, ethnicity you're, you're talking about but for myself as a Vietnamese individual we celebrate Lunar New Year's which typically is close to the end of January beginning of February and that's a very big holiday for us and you'll see a lot of different Vietnamese temples in town who host um, very big celebrations they have the firecrackers the lion dancing you know, all of the red packets with money and, yeah. and, you know, it's just a very big celebration to bring in the new year. And so you can always look up your your local Vietnamese Buddhist temples and, and attend any of those events. I mean, they're open completely to the public. 
Um, and then the other New Year's event that I'm familiar with is the Laos New Year's. Um, and so there's a, a Laos temple in town as well that does a very large um, New Year's celebration, um, typically in the month of April, I believe, and very honestly kind of similar to an Asian festival. They have a lot of different booths, um, different ways to just try their cuisine, and then they also host their Miss Lao pageant cool. during that same weekend. Very cool. Yeah. So that, lots of things happening. That's really cool. That just reminds me of our time in Honolulu. That was one of our favorite times end of January because mm -hmm. fireworks all the time, every neighborhood. Fireworks are illegal in Hawaii, but it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> and we took our oldest son as a one-year-old to the Lion Dancers in, in Chinatown and um, not scared, was loving it, was clapping, oh, took him at two, super scared, took him <laughs> at three, and he was like, timid but accepting it again and then by then we had another baby who was one not even one and so you know he was just like a blob <laughs> hanging out there but it was just like the, I'll never forget for my family those experiences they were just magical yeah so hmm. awesome yeah so I kind of want to switch gears a little bit we know that there are a lot of social injustices happening right now with Asian American communities across across the nation and um, just kind of know how has this you know how has this personally impacted you and your family um, and kind of what is the overall reaction of the the Wichita Asian American community yeah no that's a great question um, I remember just kind of as a lot more social media posts and um, different news outlets posting about a lot of the, the hate crimes that were happening um, and I remember one day just like waking up in almost feeling a little numb because I, I didn't really know necessarily what to feel or how to feel, but seeing that it was happening um, and not really having any of those conversations in my own circles, um, whether that's at work, whether that's my personal life um, or even just in Wichita necessarily. And then just kind of as it continued to grow, you would see a lot more um, individuals, people in my circle, people who are, you know, um, members of our community beginning to post it on their social media or sharing their vocalizing, you know, how they feel and their own opinions about it. And I think it, for me, it was a great educational opportunity because I, I feel like I have been fortunate enough to have not been put into this position before or to have been experiencing these feelings. Um, unlike many of my friends who are black and brown, um, who have been experienced experiencing this and you know having had some of those conversations with those same friends several months ago um, and now it's almost like switching the conversation a little bit with those same friends and you know now they're asking me how I'm feeling and how I'm doing and so that that was kind of a change um, for me personally but really just saving space for myself um, and being able to really separate um, some of my work as like putting that aside and making sure that I really was able to um, take time to myself, understand, chat with friends and family about this. Um, and really for me at the end of the day, I was focused most on my family. Um, just knowing that a lot of the individuals who were targeted um, who or who have been a part of these hate crimes were um, Asian elders. And, you know, knowing my own parents, my own grandparents, I, you know, I'd hate for that to happen to anybody, but 
to put that into more of a perspective and understand, you know, my grandma who traveled here with nothing and has really tried to make something for herself and to just imagine, you know, if this were to happen to her, obviously it would be just devastating. And so still like having those conversations, making sure that I'm not just, um, I don't know, going crazy. I like just like thinking too much um, in my own head, but making sure that I'm sharing how, how I'm feeling, talking to friends and family about it. Um, and, you know, being making sure that I'm there for my family at the same time. Um, so it's been a, a good, you know, educational experience in being able to be vulnerable with friends and family in a way that I have never been vulnerable before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I think that the Wichita community as well, you know, I know that they hosted a vigil uh, recently for, for that mm-hmm. um, in Old Town. I wasn't able to attend, um, but I think that there there is definitely a community of people in town who are very supportive and, and vocal and want to make sure that um, we are supporting all races, right, and making sure that we are taking time to recognize um, certain communities who may be under certain pressure. Yeah, I think that was kind of our next question was how can we, um, how can us just as ceiling breakers, as Audra and Stacy, as the Wichita community, like how can we be support- supportive? Because I feel like it's, it's one of those where and we've had this discussion a lot this past year right, with Black Lives Matter and everything, like, what can we do? And it's not that it's not that we need to be, like, spoon-fed all the resources. Like, we need to go out and research and do things ourselves. But it's, like, there's often times where we don't, we don't want to, um, you know, overstep or I don't want to, like, create a rally that, like, speaking for other people who, you know, on behalf of myself or something. Like, that's, you know, like, what, what can we really be doing to, to support this and to make sure that, um, we're, you know, first of all, aware that this is happening. Obviously, um, you know, hate crimes towards Asian Americans is nothing new in this country, but, you know, it's obviously been escalated a lot this past year. And how can we, what, I mean, what can we really be, what can we really be doing to support that? And thank you for sharing. Just thank yeah. you for sharing your, your perspective on it. It's important. Yeah. Being vulnerable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, um, there are a lot of orga- or Asian American organizations in town that a lot of people don't know about, that I don't know about. Um, and I think that that is a great start in just kind of educating ourselves on what the resources are, what are the organizations that do exist here in Wichita, um, and what kind of you know programs or events do they put on that you can help support or um, promote or uplift. Um, I think there are a lot of people who are putting in a lot of time and effort into a variety of different things, but it's not being maximized to its fullest potential because you can only get it out so far or their networks are only so big. But, you know, with your network with Ceiling Breakers or with your own um, network of friends and family, being able to educate them and having conversations about, you know, the different opportunities in town to um, get involved, to attend, to promote, attending Asian festival, bringing friends and family. I think that it it can be uncomfortable, right? To step out of your comfort zone and maybe try new foods that you're not comfortable with or to attend a temple that you're completely unfamiliar with. But I know for a fact, right? If, if you were to go or, or if you brought friends and family, individuals of that organization would be more than happy to welcome you in and try to make sure that you're comfortable um, 
and get you whatever it is that you need. So I think it's just a matter of like stepping out of your comfort zone, being aware of what the different resources and opportunities are, and then helping lift up a lot of the voices in the community that are trying to promote or, um, or educate, um, which I understand that that can be hard too if you don't know exactly who those individuals are. But I think being able to step out of your comfort zone and attend a lot of those events, you'll recognize, you know, who are some of these people and how how do we lift up their voices? I just want to make it clear that eating Asian food is not out of my comfort zone. <laughs> I will do that all day long. Yeah. <laughs> but I will try a, some I other things. It. Yes. Yeah. That's a good one. So, Go ahead. I was going to say one one question I have is, um, you know, you were talking about supporting organizations. So um, the NAF organization, if you are not um, an Asian American professional, how can you support this organization? Can you donate? Can you um, share on social media? Just can you share some ways about that? Yeah, I'll, I'll also add that although we are right an Asian Americans professional group, we're also one of our goals too is to make sure that we're educating and, and providing resources to our allies. Mm -hmm. um, so even if you're not an Asian American, we would love to be able to still share content with you, um, be there as a resource. And I think throughout you know this past year with a lot of the um, recent events, we've been able to do that with a lot of um, our corporate companies in town. Um, we've had a lot of outreach from them and being able to share resources, articles. Um, and so I think that that's been a great, you know, um, positive direction for us as well that we didn't expect would be something that um, we would be doing when we created this organization. Um, but yeah, if you're, you know, if you're interested in, in promoting or helping lift up NAP, um, you can totally sign up for a, um, a membership. Mm -hmm. We do have individuals who are not Asian Americans who have memberships. And I know a few of them are coming tonight to this event yeah. and they're active members. Um, and just continuing to be educated and involved um, in meeting other Asian American professionals in town and you know figuring how, how to support them, whether that's in a professional capacity or even in a personal personal capacity. Very good. Very good. I was gonna ask, and I'm not sure how to ask it. Are there things that I guess non-Asian Americans are doing that we should stop doing? Like are we saying things? certain way are we you know what I mean like not, not not like talking about hate crimes or that extreme but just are we doing what are we doing that we should, should stop doing that's that yeah insensitive yeah it's, I just feel like it's one of the it's one of those things where I just think people want to get more involved in, in cultures that they're not used to and like you said try new foods go to events but are we doing things is there anything that we should 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 change our behavior or um, you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> I should have like typed it. I just, this just came to me. I was like, is just there anything yeah. that we're doing or that you see or that you've talked to your friends about that we could just be doing better or stop doing? That's a hard question. I mean, I, I can't just like group you all. <laughs> Non-Asian American. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, that's really hard. I, I will say something that I notice and, you know, I don't know how many others feel about this is I do feel like as an Asian American, we sometimes get left out of the conversation when it, when talking about um, minority groups or talking about um, people of color. And I understand there's a lot of nuances with that. And 
and I'm sure there you know are certain reasons why but I think sometimes as, as an Asian American you know we we get left out of the conversation or we're forgotten um, and maybe that's the stereotype that we're quiet or the stereotype that you know we're not vocal and that's why um, but you know it's it's something that happens and it's something that I've noticed mm-hmm. um, and I that would be the one thing that I Inclusion. Yeah. yeah. No, I totally get that. That makes sense. Yeah. Sorry to put you on the spot, Sean. So we sent out que- <laughs> we send out questions ahead of time, and I did not send that question. I obviously didn't even know how to ask the questions. So, but you guys know what I mean. That's so, so we like to dig in deep here and try to figure out some of those things where um, what what not just you know what can, attending events and those those nice things, but there's there's other other things like sometimes we can say things we don't know. We don't know that we don't know. We're not trying to be disrespectful or we want to do the right thing, but just since, you know, we just don't know about it. Yeah. And it's a way to learn, way to learn. And I think a lot of, a lot of our listeners are, uh, you know, white women, you know, primarily. So I think this is just a way to, a way to get that out there. And this is why we like to, um, just have conversations. Yeah. Have the conversations. A lot of promote the, promote diversity and inclusion as much as possible but that's easy to say right diversity and inclusion we hear it all the time so I think it's just what can we really be doing and we just like to dig in a little bit deeper so sorry to put you on the spot <laughs> no, you're, you're all right. Thanks for the question. I got a tip from one of my um, Korean American friends before we moved to Hawaii um, to um, if you're not sure what culture someone is from mm-hmm. that um, just saying Asian is okay versus um, mm-hmm. you know another culture yeah. like oh Chinese or Japanese or Vietnamese is that something that um, you feel like is is also a valid tip yeah no I think that's a great tip being able yeah of course we're all Asian um, but within <laughs> that Asian umbrella there's a lot of different ethnicities under that and, and I yeah that's a great point because you know for a long time even especially when I was younger I would you know people would say, call me a certain national certain ethnicity that I wasn't Whereas if you say Asian, it's kind of that, you know, blanket and you're, you're still safe. Um, and if, if you are, if you want to ask, um, cause I think that that's sometimes, sometimes a hard question too. Um, if you want to ask them what, what they identify as, mm-hmm. um, that's how I would recommend asking that question is if, if you want to know, you know, if they're Vietnamese or Korean or Japanese, um, asking you know, what ethnicity they identify as. Okay. Um, that's a great, is a great way to do it. Awesome. Great. Thank you. Love it. I know. I, we could talk all day. I know. And we've taken um, up a little more of your time than I we know. had planned. So thank you so much. Um, so we will share all the links to events and the groups and everything we talked about today. I think our last question was just like any recommendations in general general for like books, podcasts. You know, we're all podcast nerds. Um, documentaries or anything, especially this month, you know, is for um, Asian Heritage Month. Where anything that we can be um, consuming. Be, yeah, consuming. Or, or any any favorites of yours that we can be checking out? Um, I would obviously recommend following NAP, following the Wichita Asian Association. Um, I think both organizations are you know very broad when it comes to the Asian community here in Wichita. Um, and if you sign up for our newsletter for NAP as well, you'll continue to receive a lot of different community updates and different events and programs. So I think that's in general a great resource. You know when when all of the hate crimes were happening we provided resources through that channel as well mm-hmm. um, and it's a monthly newsletter um, and then I think Be Seen is a great organization um, and it's it's an organization in town um, 
Sarah Mios, who is in charge of tonight's event, is actually the founder of Be Seen. Um, and Be Seen, I believe, is a project that came out of um, grants provided by Harvester Arts. Um, and so Be Seen is an organization that's also really focused on um, educating the community on how to be civically engaged on you know the different um, cultural aspects of um, each ethnicity and um, they have an event actually tomorrow night as well um, and it's a cultural showcase so i think that that's also very exciting being able to um, showcase the different cultures um, the attire and also in a way that as americans we identify with our cultures as well so those that's another organization locally and, and it's led by some very phenomenal um young asian americans oh, and so great. i think that they're they're a great group of people to kind of connect with and, and to help promote as well but other than that i i follow a lot of asian americans on on um, instagram mm -hmm. amanda win is one of them she's the co-founder of rise um, i follow daniel day kim he's an, an asian actor a very prominent asian actor and has been very involved um with different civic issues and whatnot but i think those are some of my resources that i want to share um but beyond that there are several different podcasts asian boss girl is one that i listen to every now and then cool. um but yeah great love it well we will share all this and i think kind of our our tip from today's show is just everybody to get you know push everybody to get out of their comfort zone especially as events are in-person events are starting to happen and we're Kind of getting back to to our uh, usual way of life so uh, we thank you for joining us and sharing its information with us and just can't wait to see what you do next thank you <laughs> well, thank you yeah thank yeah you. thank you both for inviting me it's great to meet you audra and then great to see you again stacy yeah. looking forward to all of the other podcasts that you all put on in the future and thanks for the opportunity to chat a little bit more with the both of you and yeah. good luck with your event tonight Yes. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much. All, All right. right. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Bye.